0: It is NFL Week 9, and this is the Game Plan DFS and Betting Angles Breakdowns. Let's do this. All right, loving that new intro. John Alessia were you grooving in the background to the music? Listen,
1: the best part of that intro is I don't have to sing. Are you correlating all day? Like, do you that want me to intro. put the song on? No, man, because do you then need me to put it on? I'm in the car and I'm like, are you even correlating? And I'm like, oh man, I can't get out of my head. What would
0: Bobby Wow do? You're in the car singing that shit. I like that part. I love it. All right, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the game plan. NFL Week 9 DFS Embedding Angles Breakdown. My name is Kevin Allen, a.k.a. The Geek from DFS Army. And I've got John Statsational-Alessia, sports betting GOAT, top 10 ranked DFS player, MME specialist, known far and wide to the strip clubs of Tampa as the man with the dollar-dollar bills in his pocket. What's up, John? Oh,
1: man, not much, dude. Just getting ready for the, uh, getting ready for this exciting week, man. Every one of these weeks, look, we you know we go over this before the, before we get on here. These weeks look worse and worse. With these lopsided
0: games, a um, couple close games, couple, a lot of, lot of weird quarterback injuries, a little COVID running through the NFL. Got the vid running wild. Aaron Rodgers not vaccinated, immunized. It's two different things. We learned that this week. So we're gonna figure this stuff out. I mean, um, AJ Green, AJ Grizzles, gone this week. Kyler Murray, don't know. Got a lot of interesting situations. Dan, Dan, <laughs> Dan Arnold. Um, <laughs> what the hell is this? Sam Darnold? Gonzo. We got PJ Dynamite Walker. So we got a lot of interesting um, quarterback situations to go through. And before we get into the breakdowns, of course, we are brought to you today. We got a bunch of sponsors on the show, but our lead sponsor is Owner's Box Weekly Fantasy Sports. And the Weekly Fantasy Sports component of Owner's Box really kicks in for NBA. I really love their uh, program, so we could talk about that for a second, John. Um, but here's the cool thing. When you use promo code NBA10, you can literally get a free entry into their 5K contest of the week, all right? It's a free, you don't have to put a credit card, nothing. You just go, use the you have to use the link in the description below, and you go to owner's box, use promo code NBA10. Did I say it right before? NBA10, you get a $10 ticket to enter this contest on screen. They're not gonna fill it. It's a 5K contest, they're not gonna fill it. And here's how it works. Basically, you choose two teams of. Six players guard, you know, guards, forwards, center. Right. And and what's cool about it is you get to score six point guard scores over the course of a week. So if you get if you have two uh, point guards in there, each game has a dollar amount connected to it. So let's say you have a shitty performance from one of your point guards. Right. You got a bad game. There's a lot of strategy to this because you can play another day's worth of point guard. It's essentially a best ball format. It's really cool. And if you figure out the strategy, you will be able to dominate. Most of the people who are playing are not really thinking about the strategy. The strategy is very obvious to me. Um, you play you play some sort of, you play more volatile people, pay less for them, get the, get the seventh and eighth day, allow the best ball to kick in. It's really, really cool. And you get a free entry. What the hell? You like free shit? I love free shit, John. Let me tell you how much I love free shit. All right, when FanDuel or DraftKings, these guys, they, I'll get like a text, right, and it'll be like, all right, we're giving a free bet for UFC this weekend. You know, come in, you can bet five hundred dollars, you know, whatever, whatever the promo is for any of these sports books. When when I get that notification, I'm like, dude, I'm getting in my car, I'm driving to Jer. I got, I have a sports book in New York. Shh, okay, he's a guy, an Armenian guy. He's my sports book. All right. One time I was late on a payment. Don't ask. I got a phone call to the house from his boss. And I was like, come on by. I was like, you know, I I got the money. I got it. I got the money. I'll get you the money. I got you the money. Pawn shop. You know what I'm saying? Getting rid of my wife's ring. But I want it back. It's all good. I'm sure she was thrilled about that. I got it back. I got it back. But here's the deal. When when these sites give me some free shit, I drive to Jersey. I'm like, yeah, I'll take the fucking free bet. World Series, bet either side, get 100 500 bucks per run score. Yeah, I'm driving. 40 minutes, get some, you know, when you're in Jersey, you got to stop for, for Italian food. You're in New York, dude. Yeah, I know. It's just as good. It's just as good. I'm... But Jersey, Jersey, Jersey special. Um, anyway. I love free shit, so get the free shit over at at Owner's Box. (laughs) Use the link in the description below and promo code NBA10. It's not hard. All right, $10 entry. It's free. You don't have to put a credit card. Just go there and sign up now. No credit card. All right, you ready for this? Let's do it. It's time to break down these games, and let me tell you something. We had a hard time, John, figuring out the core four (laughs) for this one. All right, borderline there isn't a core four. But we, we came up with a couple games that we want to focus a little bit harder on, but I got to tell you, there's a lot of angles and a lot of different games we're going to be paying attention to. We're going to go through all these, but let's start with the first core four game, and I'm talking Chargers and Eagles, and I think this is the best game uh, on the slate from a I want to game stack it perspective. 50-point total, one and a half point spread, Chargers on the road. I already have a bet on this game, John, but usually I don't like to tell you what it is because... You're just like, oh, you're on the donkey side, and you tell me the other side. But I've got a bet. I could usually figure out who you're betting. Yeah, you usually know. So I have a bet on this game. I've already placed it. Right. So you Chargers Chargers. Eagles. So you bet the Chargers.
1: Yeah, you bet the Chargers.
0: Oh, there. How'd you know?
1: Because you, you know, you don't like the Eagles. You think they're a terrible team. You feel like the Chargers lost last week. Tough loss. They're a pretty good team. Should be a good bounce back situation.
0: And, uh, you know, and remember, the Eagles are riding high, thinking they're, they got the, the elbow to fist going on. They're like, they're swinging the out el- right now. They're like, oh, we, we dominated the Lions. They're, they're walking around like this, a fucking elephant trunk in front of them. Just like, whoosh, whoosh. let me, wait, let me, let me swing it over my shoulder. Oh, it's a lot to carry. It's yeah, a lot to carry. Like, yeah. They look like Dustin Johnson
1: coming down the 18th fairway. There it is.
0: Yeah. It's a lot to carry. Let me swing this thing over the shoulder. Oh, yeah, there we go. All right, where are we going? So what do you say about this game?
1: So, yeah, I'm going to have a play on this game. I have a play on a lot of games this week. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a busy week in the NFL. I haven't given them all out yet, but there's about well, – got about seven games that I'm eyeing, which is – Where can we get your plays?
0: You give out plays? Where do you, where can of you find Of course.
1: Them? Yeah, can well, everyone – I mean, we are sponsored by the Sharp app, so everyone should have the Sharp app download it on their phone by now and uh yeah you get that and then we got a pro version of that we've got the the website so uh yeah check out the sharp app check the guys out there that's john's where giving out all a, my plays are
0: john's giving out a free bet of the day every day on the sharp app so just for for that alone if you bet at all you should have that um been smashing the bet of the day dude it's been it's i think it's like 18 and six over the last 24, I mean it's bananas. I've never seen a yeah, rate. you're defying <laughs> all all odds and probabilities. The last few
1: days have, have let me down. So that's probably oh. I think I said that last week too. It's like my my Wednesdays must be uh must be bad. But um yeah, we get we, a, we got a heartbreaker last night up three one in a hockey game to lose four three, but um yeah, we'll come back here today. The hockey overall has
0: been phenomenal. Hockey goons. All right, yeah. so um talking about this game here. You know, again, the Chargers, Chargers are this up-and-down team. Sometimes they look like like the greatest thing, and sometimes they look like shit. From a DFS angle, you know, and, and the flip side is the Eagles coming off that game where they just styled on the Lions, more more uh, uh, a discussion about the Lions' terribleness. Eagles' defense has been pretty good, but um, when I look at this game, the, the first matchup that stands out to me is Darius Hayward Slay uh, against Mike Williams. Mike Williams has not traditionally been – the wide receiver that you really want to target against high-level cornerback play. He's not that guy. And the Eagles definitely have a a, def, a defense that plays cover shells. They try to limit um, big plays. So I'm kind of thinking this is an Austin Eckler game, right? And I kind of think that Austin Eckler is the best running back on this entire slate this week. That's the way I'm going at this moment. I, I think this is the Austin Eckler show maybe a little Keenan allen maybe not the mike williams game listen john how much how much thought do you put into the um how how much thought do you thought cornerback wide receiver matchups do you do you weigh that at all uh yeah i think you have to but it's
1: you know it could be overdone so there's certain guys like mike evans is a guy when he you know he's playing a a tough matchup he's he's useless um i agree i agree with you on your analysis in this game. I probably don't like this game on the whole as much as you do, but I do like Eckler as being the top running back on the slate. Um I would agree with you there. I just don't love, you know, I I can't, I, I can't get down with the wide receivers for uh Philly. So, which makes it a tough game for me to, uh to want to stack. Now, maybe the tight ends, you know, maybe you got a Goddard situation here. Yeah, it's an, it's odd, you know, I, the Chargers have been pretty good again, you know, defensively. So I don't I, I what's the what was the total on this? This the total here. Yeah, this is it's the highest 50, total. On I the mean board it's a close here, yeah.
0: game. It's a 50 and a half. Let me let me uh, make this larger. The highest total play. on the main slate, at least, but um it's the highest total and it's the closest game. So numbers wise, it stands out as as a really good one. But as far as, yeah, I mean, as far as when you start to think of the players and you're kind of like, all right, Mike Williams, tough the matchup. Chargers, the,
1: the chargers have been like by far the best team against wide receivers. The like projection
0: the for Philly passing is horrific at 167 yards here on your power ranking sheet. And then and then I'm looking at my numbers just from um
1: what they've given up, you know, against uh against that position on average, the Chargers are averaging 11 points under against the wide receiver give up
0: to what that's a big number. Don't play the wide receivers in this one. So, I mean, this is telling. So as much as I thought this game stood out, Eagles are running game. And that's really just Jalen hurts doing it with his legs. Himself. Yeah. It's going to be
1: hurts. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's hurts. And then on the charger side, like I said, it's not a lot of passing yards. It looks to me like, like I said, Austin Eckler and the rushing yards is, is the way to target this game. So, you know, as, as much as the, the, the game totals stand out as the best on the slate. There's something to be said here for it looks a little less good when you actually break down the numbers and look through the power rankings, um, which is really, really a, just such an important tool we have over at DFS army for our, our subscribers. And John, it's your tool. You've created it. I love this tool where it kind of gives you an idea of what to expect. Yardage um, pass based on what they've done this season. There's formulas in play here. And just looking at this, Doesn't look as good as you would think. No, you know, and it's that it's that high total was what is
1: kind of enticing. But I mean, it's any other week. This isn't that high a total. I mean, 50 point totals are not that high anymore in the NFL. But it's like, you know, it's just crazy where we're where we're going. The unders have hit in the NFL. I want to say it's 50. Actually, have it up here somewhere. It was um, uh, 67 to 54. The under is hit um so far they shouldn't I mean, you're not a huge number but we've definitely hit more unders than overs so that's why these totals have been coming down as well just another quick thing you know t- I, i'm giving you the chargers number against wide receivers well the philly wide receiver numbers they score nine points under what their opponents give up so i mean that's just a deadly combination and then that's showing as well in uh in the yardage numbers but yeah the it it kind of it gets backed up by the numbers when you look at it on a per point basis. But um yeah, the Philly now Hertz scores above average against defenses he plays. And like you said, that's because of the running game. The certainly the the running backs for Philly haven't, you know, they've been just slightly below average. They haven't been great. Um so yeah, I could see Hertz having a decent game here. Um the Chargers are above average across the board offensively, but Philly Philly really doesn't give up much. Philly, you know, I, I mentioned the Chargers. Philly, I believe, is second best here. Just to be quick, yeah. So, who's the second best team against wide receivers this year? Philly. So, it's an odd game that this is the 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 top total game when you've got two defenses that have really done well against the the wide receiver position.
0: Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely um, that kind of week where I think some of these other games where for DFS purposes, we're, we'll we'll we're going to have games that we really want to hit, but. Some of them might not be as competitive. We're going to just be back on that. Maybe we can't play all these competitive games tip. Um, You know, so that's going to happen this week. There's nothing we can do about it. I have a really cool angle about that Packers game, for example, that I want to get into when we get to that one. But before we do that, next game on the core four, and this one I am much more excited about from a DFS angles perspective, much more excited, is the Vikings taking on the Ravens. Quoth the Raven never more never more so the Vikings on the road six point underdogs 49.5 point game total so another high total game a little bit um wider of a spread uh in this one with the Ravens favored by six now John does anything stand out to you from a betting angles uh, point of view on this game so I'm not going
1: to have any I, I won't have any bets on uh this game let me Give you a quick look. Where do you think the, the money's coming in? I'm assuming that the money is on the Vikings. I think because. Uh, it's a widespread
0: for Baltimore.
1: Yeah, it's it's not. I I, I I kind of assumed it would be coming in on Baltimore. And it is actually in a big way, like four to one. There it is. Wow. So, OK, so all the
0: money's on but all the money's on. ball. Is that because of I mean, the Vikings, I guess, coming off kind of a Dudley game in their last one offensively. I, I don't. Is that what's up? I don't think people are giving the
1: Vikings nearly as much credit. If you look at my rankings now, they're probably overrated. I don't think they're the sixth best team. If you just look at the rankings, I think I have them like six or seven. And again, that's not me like, you know, picking my if you go down to uh just go to the rankings themselves, the, the ranking tab. Um, yeah, they're like sixth. Now, would I say they're the sixth best team in the league? You know, no. I would put, you know, I would certainly put Baltimore and Green Bay and and those teams ahead of them. But this is just based on the statistics. They've played a really tough schedule minnesota wow i love it and, so but if you look at it they've done well in most categories here like they're not bad in any of the you look at their offensive rating the defensive rating the rushing like they've they've done fairly well they've, they're slightly below on defensive passing and that's what we're hoping to focus on here and you know they're a decent team when you when you take that last column that offensive pass defensive pass they're a decent team to, to target in uh in dfs for for game stacks so yeah, it's it's odd. They're they're probably gonna, I mean, I would anticipate they're going to move down the list at some point. Certainly, if they lose this game, uh, Baltimore will move up. But I think Minnesota is a little bit underrated.
0: Uh, I like the bet on the Minnesota side. So there you go. Um, I agree with you here and and taking a look at the power rankings themselves, uh, passing yardage projection very high for for the Vikings here. Yeah, I'm
1: that's the highest the total total yardage combined,
0: certainly on the uh, slate. Yeah, easily 421 super close. So again, if we're going by these projections, we should expect a little bit closer. And that's why that's why I like the, the Vikings. I'm not sure that they can win or going to win the game, but I like them to keep it a little bit closer maybe than those odds I- imply. So um looking at some betting angles on this one, John. I really like I, I really like both sides of this game um, from a betting perspective on the Baltimore side. What's not to like? I think Lamar Jackson's going to project as the top play at quarterback or one of the top plays like he usually does. And, you know, we've got Marquise Brown coming off a 14-target effort, I, I believe it was last week. You know Marquise Brown, the Marquis de Brown, as I like to call him. The Marquis de Brown. How's that French accent?
1: It's fantastic.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um. So he has... He has only two games this season sub 19 DraftKings points. Only two. So this dude has been producing very consistently for a low-owned guy. And if you go back to last season, it's well into last season as well that he was putting up 19 plus. He hasn't had the the, you know, it's not it's not 35 every week, but for, you know, for his salary on DraftKings and FanDuel, great numbers, lots of targets. I really like the um, Marquis de Brown this week in DFS. I love Lamar Jackson, of course, running, passing, all that good stuff. Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman. Everything about the Baltimore offense is in play for me, except for the running backs. How about you? I agree. Yeah. Well, running backs, you
1: just, I mean, they're just a, a nightmare of a situation with Baltimore. So you just pass on that. I agree with you. I like, um, I like the game on the whole. I think I think Lamar's in the best spot, probably of any quarterback here um, this week. Let me give you a couple of the a couple of the numbers now. Minnesota's top five, right, in wide receiver points this this year. Baltimore is uh, they have played slightly. You know they played decently against. Uh, they're above average against the wide receiver. They're pretty much average against quarterbacks. A- average against running backs. Um, so. You know, on a week where this is there's not a lot of great games, this is the one that stands out to me as potentially being the best matchup. You kind of punt the Baltimore running backs. You've got nice options, and one thing that Baltimore does poorly is play against the tight end. So, um, can we get a cheap option? What, what's the prices here on Minnesota?
0: What's that?
1: the The worst thing that that Baltimore does is tight end. Uh, they defending the tight end.
0: Yeah, I mean, so they I'm don't have a lot of options. Yeah, they don't have a
1: lot of options there at tight end, but
0: I mean, you could play Tyler
1: Conklin. That's the only play, but it's 31st, not a bad cheap
0: option. Uh, you know, seven targets last week. He hasn't, you know, uh, yeah, Conklin's playable. Sure, why not? Maybe he no, makes he the list.
1: Definitely could play him here at 3K. I mean, he got ten points last week at, at 3200. Um, I mean,
0: if, I'm not or, going crazy for the points. play, but it's all right.
1: No, I mean, yeah. I, I would I would definitely um I would definitely take a look there because because Baltimore's given up a decent amount of points to the the
0: tight end position. One guy I think will be low owned, probably too low owned, is going to be Dalvin Cook. I love the stud coming off a dud narrative. He he had a dud the other last week, but Dalvin Cook is fully healthy and um he's getting he's getting the workload. Dalvin Cook is a guy that while he's coming off a dud, he has the Going into this season, he's had the lowest bust rate of any player in the NFL. And by lowest bust rate, I means times when he misses salary-based minimal expectations. So if you're priced at 7700 on DraftKings, salary-based minimal expectations, two and a half X. So that would be about 19 fantasy points. Um, Dalvin Cook hit his... Salary-based minimal expectations, something like 94% of the time. So that is an incredible ratio, especially for a guy that's not as heavily used in the passing game as people think. So um, for me, I don't think anybody's going to want to play Dalvin Cook this week. I think, um, you know, he's coming off a a tough game. The matchup is perceived to be very difficult. But when I look at the um, snap share from last 71% of the time on the field, getting most of the carries, no targets. That's unfortunate. And again, note that he does not get a lot of targets traditionally. I think that's a misconception about Dalvin Cook that he's this guy that's used in the passing game. He's really not used a ton there. But um, you know, he's just so good that it doesn't really matter that much. Um, he's kind of like a Derrick Henry light character, and you know, he can smash at any spot. I don't love him as my cash gameplay. I'm not doing that. I'm not really probably, but I, I like him as a not going to be heavily owned. Running back um, in this scenario, and of course Justin Jefferson in play. Osborne, probably the cheapest viable player on the entire slate, and Rashad Bateman. So th- there's a lot of goodness to be had and to be found uh, just across this game in general. What about Kirk Cousins, John? You, can you play Kirk Cousins this week in DFS? Are you gonna play him? Absolutely, yeah. You can play him. There you go. Yeah. So um, I wasn't sure about Kirk Cousins. Didn't really make my initial um, list player list i find him priced a little bit higher than i'm comfortable with but you know close competitive game he could pop off at any time if you play kirk cousins though you borderline need to force two of these guys with him um so my stack with cousins would be um cousins plus two no cook and i need jefferson Thielen, osborne or conklin so it's probably going to be like my my favorite might be cousins jefferson conklin with an alternative being kind of like a Thielen, Osborne, some combination of two. Cousins doesn't get there with just one. I I,
1: I can totally see that. Yeah, yeah,
0: I've been thinking a lot lately about how important it is to really figure out quarterback plus two or quarterback plus. Yeah, Cook exclusively tournaments, guys. Exclusively in GPP. I'm not going to play him. You know, I'd rather play Austin Eckler in sort of a cash, you know, give me the the four to seven receptions that is gonna. I need that floor in my sort of higher dollar approach, but Dalvin Cook gonna be more of a GPP play that no one will be on for me. All right, let's move on. Next on the core four, we have got the Dolphins taking on the Texans. Love this game. You're like, wait, Dolphins, Texans in the core four? What are you crazy? Those teams suck. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. But There's a lot of fantasy goodness that could come from this game, especially on the Dolphins' side, I-M-H-O. So, John, let's first take a look at these odds. The Dolphins favored by 6.5. That just seems wrong, just in general. But, of course, it's Houston, so here we go. We finally get the shitty team against the shittier team. I kind of like that. I like it. Sloppy, sloppy, dirty. It's not pretty. It's like a night at the bar, 3 a.m. Go home. Sloppy, dirty, not pretty. You know what I'm talking about. It's like that.
1: I don't have a clue, man. But uh, you know. uh not I, me. You know. Just going to tell you now, though. On the betting side, the um, sharp money's on on Houston. Really? Yeah, the sharp money's has been knocked this game down. This, this they actually opened it up a little bit higher, and it's come down. It was seven and a half. They they knocked it down to six and a half. Uh, which is a big move when you cross that seven, right? So um, I, I just don't – there was no confidence here that uh, that you could lay more than a touchdown
0: with Miami. Now, I think that's what it is, by the way. I don't think like the Sharps are saying, oh, Houston is great and they're going to win. It's kind of like, hey, Dolphins huh? are are shitty. They never deserve to be favored by seven and a half. I don't care who the hell they're playing. No, I mean, we're playing You know, – we're just
1: playing the numbers in the eye. Like, no one's looking at it. Certainly no one thinks Houston's a good team. Uh, it's just a matter of – can Miami be favored by that much over anybody? I mean, that's really the, <clears throat> the question. And, you know, we're looking at survive, you know, I do the show on survivor pools, Miami's going to be a decent pick this week, or, you know, decently owned pick because of the fact that it's Miami. You're not going to have many chances to take my, probably the only chance you're going to want um, to take Miami this year. And so that's a lot of the questions I'm getting. Everyone's like, you know, I might be taking Miami, but I don't feel very good about it. Um, I might be, t- I-, I still haven't made my decision yet. in a DraftKings one, on taking Miami. Whether let or me ask Miami you i I
0: I've got a survivor question for you. And and guys, John does a, a great show called Scratching and Surviving. If you play Survivor and you're not watching the show over on the Sharp app every day or or every week, you're fucking crazy. It's so good. The strategy is so sharp. Uh, you know, it, it really is appropriate for the name of the um for the name of the app Sharp because it is sharp strategy to win your Survivor league. So, let me ask you a question just an overall in Survivor. Has it ever happened that you know it, it's a 16 week game for an 18 week game right how often does it make it to week 18 no matter how big the pool is yeah i mean obviously though it depends on the size of the pool i've gotten uh, one
1: year i would say it was probably a 1500 person pool and i chopped it like 30 ways going the whole going the whole season so and it That's depends how on the 1500 season. person pool that was like 1500 or something like that and we and, had like 30 it, way so,
0: so survivor ends they should not allow the last week of the season i'm assuming um some pools don't and some pools do. I think well, everyone
1: just does it because, you know, they want to ultimately you're trying to get down to one winner. Yeah. What a lot of pools are doing now is double picks. So I'm in some big pools where like one of big pool started with 6,400 people. We got to do double picks this week. I was in another pool that started with about 1,500 people. Oh, we had double, picks. we okay. had double pick week three, four and five. So that's how they help try to knock people out. Yes. Um, and get it down to, you know, get it down to one winner. If you're in a small pool, some of those pools will do like um, a buyback, or or you can uh, you get one free week, you know. So basically, you get two knockouts if it's a small pool because they want it to go longer. Really depends. There's so many rules, you know. Now that I do that show, I get a, a ton of comments on there. I've got a whole bunch I got to answer actually uh, before today, before the game tonight. But people, have, it's it's interesting to see all the different rules that there are. But this season's been, for the most part, it's been chalky. And then last week, boom, Cincinnati loses. Uh, we hadn't had a team over a seven-point spread lose until last week. It only and, takes one.
0: And so what I was trying yeah. to figure out is do I even need to play Miami or can I just cool. say, fuck Miami? I, 18 weeks, I'm not going to be forced to well, play that shitty of a team. If you look at it, you look at it close. Week 12,
1: um, the best game on the board right now in week 12 is Dallas-Vegas on, on Thanksgiving, which is not that great. The second best game is Tampa at the Colts. Um, I like that. Okay, yeah, but... When you're looking at that from from a point, but a lot of people have taken Tampa. And the other thing is Dallas this week, big favorite. Dallas next week, uh, big favorite again. So you've got to hold off on Dallas. That's where all the strategy and game theory come in. So that's why people are trickling down to, well, I take Miami because I'm going to need Dallas in the next coming weeks.
0: So it gets tricky. Guys, watch. Make sure you go to the Sharp app YouTube and subscribe just for that show if you play survivor It literally has been a roadmap to lasting in that awesome format that a lot of people love to play. So let's get back to this game. Texans Dolphins here. Um, I loves me some Miami in DFS. I do. I do. And I'm going to tell you why, John. I like Tua. I can't pronounce his last name. Doesn't matter. I like Tua. The reason is the dude throws like 40, 45 times a game. And I love that shit. Miami really doesn't run the football. They don't have the type of running back that's going to dominate a game. It, it, it's He's not on the roster. They don't do that. That's not how their team is set up. Um, so what ends up, even with Miles Gaskin, he does a lot of his work via the pass. So you can count. If, if they're going to be scoring in this game, if they're going to be scoring, it's going to be on the back of to his arm. And by the way, wipe out a lot of this shit because half of the season – um, Miami was dealing with uh, Jacoby Brissett, and they were kind of playing a different style. So these numbers aren't going to reflect exactly what's going to go on here. I- I'm looking for 40 plus passing attempts from Tua, which means that Mike Gesicki, Jalen Waddle, and Devontae Parker all cheap, all cheap, cheap pieces. Some of the cheapest viable plays on the entire slate, especially the two wide receivers, come into play as really, really. Um, solid plays. I like everything about it. I, I don't even mind Mike, uh, uh, uh Miles Gaskin. I don't love Miles Gaskin. Let's not go crazy, but I like Miles Gaskin a little bit. And my biggest challenge right now, John, is trying to figure out if I need to bring it back with anyone from uh, the Texans. And if so, who? Right. So let's talk about the Texan side a little bit because I have some ideas, but, um, Right off the bat, everybody thinks Brandon Cooks, but Brandon Cooks is going to see Xavier Howard in, in in coverage, and Xavier Howard has been shutting motherfuckers down. He's been shutting motherfuckers down. You don't want to play last week, Stefan. No, didn't have the big game. He's shutting people down. So with Xavier Howard shutting people down, I know Brandon Cooks is going to get peppered with targets. I don't know about that. So who do you go to? Who do you go to? Can you play Nico Collins? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Can you play Danny Nico Collins and Danny Amendola? It's pretty gross. A bunch of other turds hanging around um, here. The, it's it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. You just play David Johnson. Didn't do anything last week. What happened to David Johnson? I don't know. It's a tough situation. I'm not really sure. Why did they play so much Wreck Burkhead last week? What the fuck was that? I don't know what's going on here. I don't know if you could bring it back with anybody.
1: Possibly not. I'll I'll give you the.
0: I the guy I like the most in this game. I love. I mean, gasecki has been the high scoring tight end. Yeah. Um, for weeks in a row. Uh, Yeah, he's great. But you know what, Devontae Parker, he's been he's been great. Parker be getting those targets. Jalen Waddle, you know they love throwing. Look at these guys. Thirty percent. I love it. I mean, these numbers are so good. So what this tells you is if Tua throws 40 passing attempts and these guys are getting 40, 30, you're talking about 12 targets each for, there's enough to to feed Waddle and Parker 12 targets each. This is DFS goal, John. I don't know. Am I missing something?
1: No, I, I, you know, it's, it's an odd game to like, you know, seven point. I know it's red odd with but... two bad teams. It's what stood um, out to me. Yeah, but I I could certainly see it. You know? No one's playing the shit either. Trust me. Probably not, and it's going to be true. I mean, it's that's the, the hard part is the Houston side, really
0: hard uh, to bring it back. I get it. I might not. Better. I might not. I might is not Taylor, do the. Is bring there back. any
1: chance Taylor plays here?
0: Yeah, uh, maybe. If Taylor plays, I'd like the game a little bit more. I mean. You know, the Houston side is going to burn your lineup when you put Nico Collins or Amendola in there or, or you know, any of these guys. They're just going to burn your lineup. David Johnson, that's so GPP only, it's not even funny. But, you know, in the end of the day, do I need the Houston bring back? I think it helps. I think it, it will definitely help the game if Houston's scoring, but, you know, it could come from Burkhead. So I've got to think about that component of all of it, but I definitely love everything to do with Miami. Uh, Miles Gaskin is a little too spendful for me right now on both sides, 5,800, 6,100. That's a bit spendy for that kind of running back, but beyond him, I love those three pass catchers. Uh, you know, of course, yeah, two probably gets hurt on the second play of this game and the whole thing goes to shit. That's how it goes. But you know, I'm not going to make my, make my <laughs> calls based on fictitious um, possibilities of, of in-game injuries. So, yeah, I love that game for DFS purposes. That's why it made the core four. Um, let's go to the last game on the docket. Bengals Browns. 47 and a half point total, two and a half point spread. Um, Bengals home favorites, Cleveland Browns reeling right now. A little bit, a little bit, reeling. You got OBJ, his dad going crazy, doing the LeVar, uh, doing the, the big bowler brand. Routine. Get me out of here. Odell Beckham be gone cut in the next couple days. Um, a lot of craziness going on in um, Cleveland, but I think the team rallies. And then, of course, the Bengals. Um, you know, Bengals have been one of these teams that have just been producing fantasy goodness week after week. Um, they're not traditionally a team we think about for that, but Burrow has been great. Um, Chase has been great. Mixon pops off every once in a while. So, any thoughts about the spread here? I do have a bet in this one as well. Yeah, I like I like Cleveland
1: on this uh, in this game, and that's where the sharp money is as well. They actually bet this down. This this opened up. The look ahead was like four and a half. It's gone down to two and a half. Yeah, that's um, my bet. By the way, yeah, I, I like Cleveland. The getting rid of OBJ, I think, is just nothing but a positive. Uh, he's just been a cancer to that team. They went on the run with him last year, without him, I should say last year that's when they they had their best run end of the season through the playoffs he wasn't there I told you know uh Scotty over in uh DFS you know the big Cleveland Browns fan he might be watching this now I, I like to bust his chops on uh with the Brown stuff but you know what I what I told him last year you know they were getting excited this year because like man we're gonna have you know the team was really stacked and plus now we're getting OBJ back and I'm like I don't think you want him I don't think you want him back I said you know possibly yeah on paper Looks like your offense is getting better, but he seems to suck the life out of, out of every team he's been with. So I think that's going to be a net positive. I think the team rallies here um, when you get rid of a player that's been disruptive. And I like him. I like him in this game. Now, the tough part is you're taking Cincinnati coming off a brutal loss. Uh, so, you know, usually you're like team off a bad loss. Look for the bounce back, but I'll still take my chances here with Cleveland.
0: Yeah, I, I think that my narrative of team rallying around sort of like they hate Odell is big. I think that's a thing. Teams are going to rally around their quarterback more often than not. And let's take a look at the power ranking sheet, the John Statsation Alessia power ranking sheet over at DFS Army. Uh, all VIP subscribers can check this out. And when you take a look at that, you'll see that... Um, Cleveland's run projection here is really nice at 137 yards. Obviously, they split the carries between two guys a little bit. But if you take a look at the matchup sheet, you will note that last week it wasn't so much of a split as it was the Nick Chubb backfield. So the split was much lower than what we've seen with Chubb on average. Where when Hunt was in the game, it'd be more of a of a fifty-ish, fifty-five to forty-five kind of split. Sometimes even. Uh, less dramatic than that. And in this case, we got about 70% of the rushes going to Chubb with, um with Dearness really coming out there a little bit more on even like passing downs, which is fine for Dearness Johnson as well. But what I like is we're getting Nick Chubb at a season, low salary level, 6,700. Listen, Nick Chubb, we know what we're getting with him and we're getting a guy who does not can, they don't throw to him. He's not going to be thrown to, but I really like Nick Chubb in this game. I never play him in a cash game. I never play him really in a high, um but I, Normally I don't play them in high dollar formats, but at this price, sixty-seven hundred, run-heavy game plan could still could see the twenty carries. I'm good with it. I like Nick Chubb here. There's not that many great-looking running backs on the slate. It's not like there are other shiny toys that are uh, shining and looking much better. So I like me some Nick Chubb here. Jarvis Landry I think is also in play. Uh, Again, it's the whole narrative of just get rid of Odell, get rid of that cancer. Landry's the leader on the team. As long as he's healthy, I have some interest in him at 5,100. Bengals don't have elite cornerback play at all. And on the Bengals side, again, I mean, Jamar Chase still doing his thing. Higgins, Boyd, you know, the the targets have been almost equal for all three. Obviously, um, Boyd and Higgins have been a little more um, possession-y, a little less explosive. But I think the the explosive game for T. Higgins is coming. They throw to him in the uh, end zone quite a bit, in the red zone. So um that could pop. I don't love the Cincinnati side as much. I'm a little nervous about Joe Mixon. I'm not sure that this is the game for him. It was interesting to see last week how he kind of took over and got the full workload, however. And so we didn't see a lot of Samaje P Ryan last week. John, do you think that's a trend? What do you think happened last week that Samaje was all of a sudden worked out? You think just Mixon's health has improved? I, I don't I don't get what they're doing with the running back. In Cincinnati, unless um, uh, Mixon's health was concerned, and they were Mixon and Samaje, and now he's better.
1: Yeah, I think that was part of it. Um, yeah, I've got in, in my big money league, I, I've got Mixon, so it's always it's always uh, tricky when they're gonna, you know, give a lot of passes. They do a lot of passing to uh, to Piran, and Piran comes in on a lot of the pass plays. And,
0: but and Are pointing you- out your your the power rankings, Cleveland very good against running backs, and the power rankings do not bode well for the well, Bengals you, rush Well, game. and on the flip side of that,
1: Cincinnati against the running back is absolutely, they've been, they've been pretty bad. They're fourth worst against running backs. The Jets just well.
0: tore them yeah. an actual new asshole. They,
1: that's true. Yeah. If you watch that game, the Jets were able to run the ball, which, and they, I mean, obviously passed the ball pretty well in that game also. So Carter had a big game last week, but uh, yeah, this, that's why I like this game from a betting standpoint and the other thing that you that you, you may be curious to know is the Sharps are coming in on the under in this game as well. So the under, I think, plays more to the Cleveland style where they're going to just be pounding the ball on them, um, which would also make this not that great of a stackable game. Of course, if the game goes on, we're really looking for games to score you know mid-60s to make them really well for game stacks. But I think the obvious piece here is Chubb in this game. I think that's the side that you want to, that I want to be, I'm not, I'm not in love with the game. I, I don't like playing Baker, um, all that much. He's just, it's just not the style that they play. He doesn't put up a ton of points. Um, Landry, sure. Um, as a piece, not going to stack him. And, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as, and and then the Cincinnati, no I, I, I'm not no. in love with, uh,
0: no, not Baker. Mixing. no, I don't really think I really want to load up on burrow or any of that. No. Um, I think it's really just, uh, a couple of one-offs, maybe maybe a little Jarvis Landry, um, in, in my one-offs on the Brown side and a little bit of Chubb, Bengal side. You know, maybe a little Chase, maybe a little of those pass catchers. Cleveland um, does have a pretty good cornerback. I don't know if good enough to stop Chase.
1: I would love to use the tight end for Cleveland if I knew who it was going to be, but don't
0: know who he's going to be. Can't yeah. use him. Can't use him. Can't use him. All right, moving on. Um, that's the core four guys. And as you could tell, it's a little bit of a weird core four because I'm not in love with any of these games. And there are definitely other games that I want to target, but I'm not sure they're going to be game stack situations. We're going to get back to what we've been doing, which is, hey, non-competitive games, a little less game stacking, a little more strategy involved in in crafting our DFS lineups. And it's just what it is. But I do like a lot of these games and there are pieces that stand out in quite a few of them. So we'll go first to the Cowboys. at home taking on the Broncos Cowboys monster nine and a half point favorites at home and um, John I'm going to bring up this the power rankings here because I really kind of want to get a sense of what to expect and so it looks here like Denver not that good against the run or the pass just defensively not that great Uh, Dallas is projecting for 139 rushing yards, 289 passing yards. I think that's the most offense of any team on the slate. Yes, it is. Yes. So uh, 428. Yeah. Um, So Dallas projecting as the highest offense uh, output in in the slate. And first, I want to ask you about any betting angles, nine and a half points. Do you do anything with that?
1: Yeah, from a a betting standpoint, I'm not touching uh, the game. Let me just give a quick look if I'm seeing anything coming in um, as far as the um the spread on this one uh, i don't think we're going to see too much yeah it's you know it it's it's pretty much i don't think there's any sharp money on either side of this game i mean the public's coming in a little bit more on the dallas side i think understandable but it's not a really sharp game um i think i think it's probably priced right spread's right um on this one so i but from a dfs standpoint i kind of like this game um this this probably could have been in in, in the uh, core 4 Maybe more so than than someone else, but the Dallas side of this game is, is, is as you pointed out, is pretty intriguing. This is my highest um, when you when you do it based on the uh, what teams have given up this year, what they've scored in fantasy wise. Uh, this is this this is my highest rating for a wide receiver core um, this week. The Dallas, Dallas wide receiver core. The Dallas wide receiver. They're they're getting the number one. They they're projected to score the most points as a group.
0: Um, um, wide receiver. You know, Dallas. So here's here's the thing with Dallas right now. And um, Hetty to answer your question, tune in to the showdown breakdown today at four for the full uh showdown breakdown for tonight's slate. Um, we will find out what the who the locks are. But um here's here's the way I see this game. Dallas goes one of two ways. Or or this has been what they've done this season. They've they've if they're able to control the game with the run, they're gonna do that. So we have a new Dallas sort of offensive philosophy that we're going to control the game with the run if we can. And if we can't, we will go to our ability to sort of light it up via the pass in games where Dak has only thrown 26, 28 times. We're not hitting value with CD lamb and uh, Amari Cooper. uh, And, and actually he's really favored Dalton Schultz at the tight end position. So I think Dalton Schultz here actually has been doing his damage regardless of the game script, and Dalton Schultz might be the safest play. It's well, one thing as- Denver's
1: done really well is they're the best team in the league against
0: the uh, – well, they're their best team in the league against tight ends. So. I love that. So that, that helps us in the sense that Dalton Schultz has been vulturing all of the work. The running game for Dallas looks really great here. Zeke, 139-yard projection. I like that. And basically if Denver can keep the game competitive, that's when we're going to see the the better approach. So this is a game stack. As much as as much as it's a widespread for for me it's a game stack scenario where if I'm playing Dow, if I'm playing CeeDee Lamb, if I'm playing Amari Cooper and I'm playing Dak, I feel that the Denver offense needs to be productive in order for that stack to really pay off the way I need a competitive game environment here, which brings us around. And I'm going to ask you this question. Cause I don't know the answer. I have a guess, but Dallas has shown that Trey digs is an elite cornerback to stay away from. You don't want to really target players who are going up against Trey digs. Last week it was Justin, uh, Justin Jefferson. He was blanked. Um, Trey digs is good. He's good at the cornerback because he's what he's now, one of the five or six corners that I pay attention to and I go, I don't know, play anybody against him, right? So I assume he's going to be on Cortland Sutton. Do you do you think that's going to be the case? And there's also another player on the Denver side that I love that no one's thinking about. But I assume he's going to be on Cortland Sutton where Jerry Judy runs free uh, out of the slot. Do you think that's going to be the case? Do you think they put him on on Sutton? Most likely, but I'm not afraid of Diggs.
1: Diggs is a big play big play machine both ways right so he's gonna make big plays He he can get beat so i don't think he's the lockdown guy i'm not i'm not gonna be afraid of him because he's he's we've seen him give up um i gotta look at the number i haven't looked at it in the last couple of weeks but he actually is one of the worst in um the amount of yards he gives up per what should be given up on a play whatever that stat is but basically he gives up more on average than should but he makes up for it with the big plays. He, he has a lot of interceptions, so that tells me he's a guy who likes to gamble. And guys who like to gamble, he can, they can be me. They yeah. could be phenomenal, or they could get beat for the big play. Sure. Um, that New England play was not his fault. Uh, everyone's going to think back to that one. That was the safety coming over him, just making a, a, an awful play. But, but he does cheat. He does gamble, and you can beat him. So I'm I'm fine with playing against them.
0: Uh, I'm not. So I, I listen when I say I'm not. Like we, we should always caveat every cornerback can be beat and wide receivers are really good. But I just think there's other options for um, Teddy Bridgewater to go to. And if you know Diggs is out on this guy, I might be like, yay, I got intercepted once or I'm staying away from that motherfucker. He's going to catch me again and just throw it a different way or or, or the, the offensive coordinator is aware that Diggs is there. And he says, hey, we probably shouldn't call a lot of plays to where he is. Right, so that's just more. It's more psychological. I I think it just mutes the stealing of an already volatile player in Cortland Sutton. And for me, that pushes targets over to Jerry Judy a little bit. I like Jerry Judy in this one, but the guy I like the most. You ready for this? Albert Owegankinwam. Albert Owegankinwam. Let's 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 read the name together. Albert Akwu-Bunam. I, I think you got it. And why do I like him? Because Noah Fant is out with the COVID or something. And it gets us Albert akwu for min salary. I love a min salary tight end. Dude, I love it. I love a min salary tight end. This is my guy. So I got to mention him. Gotta mention him. One of my favorites. Um, he's been good when he's gotten opportunities, by the way. Um, so you know, in the past he, he gets a few targets each week, and now he gets the whole backfield, uh, the whole thing. Fant got the vid. He's on the vid list. No good. Where you know, he's getting seven, eleven, four, seven, ten. We could see Albert O with six or seven targets for 2,600 in this game. I'm not saying. He's gonna go. Uh, it's not a no. That's not Egyptian. That's not Egyptian. That's Amin Ra. You're thinking about Amin Ra. So, I like I like Albert O. I like Zeke Elliott in this matchup. I think Zeke Elliott might be the most popular. I think he might be the most popular running back on the slate. Like he might be the guy that ends up being the chalk. Uh yeah, that's possible. I'm not sure. It's hard to know because they're all kind of like that. Yeah, but he might be the chalk. Yeah, no, it's
1: yeah, he's gonna be up. You know, it's gonna be one of the top two or three. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Eckler's gonna be gonna be popular as well. But uh, yeah, I just like the wide receivers here. But you know, yeah, you you mentioned what the risk is. You know, Dallas goes and blows them out. They're just gonna pound the ball with Zeke. So it's gonna depend. You probably don't want to have Zeke with the with the uh, you know with the wide receivers. No, here. So I, I think it's, it's it, gonna be it,
0: a. It goes yes. one or the other way. If yeah. if if the, the Cowboys have shown if we can run the football, um, if we can run the football, we're gonna run it. We're gonna run it. I love that Clay's asking this, like as if I don't do a an hour and a half, um, uh, domination station, uh, live stream tutorial every Saturday night. Like, come on, watch the jump on with me on Saturday. We hang out, we drink, we smoke, we 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 make we make lineups. It's great. We use the Dom Station every Saturday night, eleven o'clock dfs army vip only guys vip only all right so um i love that game i think but it's a game stack situation for me i don't really want to kind of like you got a game stack especially those wide receivers from dallas they're not going to do it if if that da- if denver isn't scoring as well so you want a game stack you want to you want to ping pong that a little cd lamb albert a little a little um amari cooper amari cooper way cheaper than cd lamb doesn't make sense to me they're the same guy. I'm going to play Amari Cooper over CeeDee Lamb just because he's cheaper. I get that Lamb has popped off a couple times. doesn't matter. It's Cooper over Lamb. So um, just because the price. Just because the price. Um, All right. Let's move on to the next game on the slate, John. Falcons, Saints. Two bad teams that taste bad together. It's the opposite of peanut butter and chocolate. The opposite. The inverse of two great tastes that taste great together. These are two bad tastes that taste worse together. Falcons, Saints, Falcons, no Calvin Ridley, no wide receivers, no running back. I don't know what the hell they got going on. You can't run on the Saints. Saints. Who's playing quarterback for the Saints? I don't know. Do you know? Is it Taysom Hill? Is it Trevor Simeon? Who they throwing to? I don't know. It's a, re- a weird situation with both of these teams. So the Saints' unknown quarterback situation minus six, 42 point total, very low, gross. Not a DFS exciting play at all. But any betting angles here? I I, I do think I have a side I like.
1: Yeah, I'm not particularly. Uh, I'm not fond of either side of this game from a betting standpoint. Um, and the the public is. You'd probably be surprised. Maybe you wouldn't be surprised. You know the the the. The money, more, more so than the public, there is some Sharp money coming in, um, and public money coming in on uh,
0: Atlanta in this really? game. Really? Yeah.
1: God damn it.
0: Fucking A. By yeah. the way, speaking of public money and handles and stuff like that, we're getting um, handle data on the Sharp app here in, in I believe, the next update. So on the Sharp app you'll be able to click on a game center and see where the public money is versus the the donkey money. We already put uh who the sharps are on as part of the pro plan but we'll have um the we'll have the, the the betting handles on the Sharp app for everybody probably within the next um 5 to 7 days so look forward to that if you guys have the Sharp app or you don't have it get it. Now um I'm surprised there. I like the Saints in this one and I'm going to tell you why. I don't think Atlanta has any answers for the Saints' defense. Saints' defense very elite, and let's take a look at what your number. I have not looked at this.
1: Can, so can you be very elite, or or would I you mean be they're a, they're elite against the, elite. the run.
0: You can't run against them.
1: Okay, it just sounded like overkill.
0: I mean, listen, there's elite, and then there's very elite, and there's very elite. Then it's VIP. You know how <laughs> we do. Um, can't run on the Saints, so uh, not good. Now Atlanta is still showing. Uh, a number here passing yardage as if they have wide receivers on the team but they've gotten they don't have any wide receivers no no one there's no one there no one there the only thing they have is kylie pitter my boy kylie pitter the problem is they're gonna put marshawn latimer on pits and now who you're gonna throw to zacchaeus and gauge gauge has shown he's not even a, a, a real viable wr2 now he's the wr1 he's going up against the top corner that's not good um zacchaeus not good. He's just not good. So I don't know who the hell Matt Ryan's going to throw to. He's slow. I think the Saints' defense is going to overwhelm them. I, I I like the Saints. I like the Saints to cover the spread, but I also like them to dominate the game. You can't touch anything. I mean, cordero Patterson. Beyond him, and you know he's just a phenomenon. Whatever. But beyond that, you can't touch. I won't touch. Anything. I don't want kylie Pitter either. Don't want it. Don't want it. Not in this game. Not with no distractions. It's too difficult. No distractions. A, a tight end needs a wide receiver to distract. You can't have... The, the whole point of, of an elite tight end to me is he can excel when he's getting covered by a, a linebacker, a lesser athletic person. Now he's going to get the best guy on the Saints defense. Marshawn Latimer locked onto him the whole game. I don't like it one bit, John. What, I mean, why are the Sharps on Atlanta? What am I missing? I don't know. I mean, I don't,
1: I don't like the game... I don't. I don't like the the game either, and I think New Orleans is a little. I think New Orleans is a little bit underrated just because that defense is so solid. I'm assuming it's going to be Hill at quarterback. I mean, I, everybody I, like I ask
0: has a different assumption. Yeah, I mean, I would. I mean, that's the that's the way I would go. I would um, go with Hill because the team has no wide receivers. Why would you put Trevor right. Simeon in there who doesn't have the extra legs weapon when your team lacks weapons? I, I mean, we've seen, listen, Winston's a much
1: better quarterback than, than Simeon and he, and they haven't done much, uh, throwing the ball either. I think, I think, I, I think Sean Payton, I think he likes the idea of Hill obviously he uses them quite a bit. So I don't, I don't think he minds it. They did it last year. Um, you know, he brought him in. What it does is it, it just destroys Kamara, right? So when, when Hill's playing, we saw Kamara's numbers go down. So, Kills Kamara. you
0: there. Yeah. Kamara, normally you'd want to play him in this spot. Yeah, so, it's a great so spot. But I I guess if we're talking about a DFS angle, you've just hit it, which is pay attention. The problem is Hill's going to be in the game a lot anyway, and it's going to kill Kamara either way. Because even if Simeon – so I might have said, hey, if Simeon's in there, I don't think Hill will kill Kamara as bad as people think, actually, because they need Kamara as their primary wide receiver. So even with Hill in the game – I think actually, I think we might not see what we saw last year. Um, remember, Taysom Hill was in there. Michael Thomas was still playing a little bit. Um, they still had some other wide receivers that were were at least mildly viable. But I think what Michael Thomas was playing at that time, right? So, yeah, he, he was useless when Hill was in. Yeah, I mean, Kamara was basically useless yeah. um, when in that scenario, and he was terrible. But with no Michael Thomas, they might have to throw to Kamara. So they might use Kamara almost primarily as a pass catcher. And Kamara does excel in that scenario. So I'm not going to say it's a definite like, oh, my God, stay away. Kamara didn't make my my player pool as of now. But I might be able to be convinced that he makes some sense, especially if the field agrees with this thought that he's not good with um, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, the worst part about Taysom Hill is he steals the touchdowns. Even right. if even if Trevor Simeon was in this game, Taysom Hill's coming in around the goal. They're not trusting Simeon to throw for touchdowns. So what's going to end up happening is you'll get Taysom in there anyway around the goal line. So it becomes a you can't play Trevor Simeon in DFS. Fuck that. Um, it harms Kamara a little bit because uh, Taysom is a guy who will steal the touchdowns. So the only thing you're really going to get from Kamara here is a lot of PPR goodness and upside. Okay. Okay. That's nice. But for his elevated salary, I need touchdowns and a bunch of them. So he might just be unplayable for the fact that, you know, he's too expensive for the lower touchdowns expectation that we might get. Um, Outside of that, I don't see any reason to play anything from this game. If Taysom Hill plays, I'm interested in him as my quarterback play. And a naked Hill.
1: Yeah, you could could definitely do that. Um, And then with Kamara too, though, even with Simeon playing – they're going to be stacking the line against them because why, you know, let's try to, beat Oh, you. he's not doing it on the line. If he's not doing it via the pass, he ain't doing it. Right. But, but you, it's really hard to throw to the running back when they're stacking the box as well, because now, you know, they're, they're basically going to have, they're going to have that play cover. Like it works when you could spread the, you could yeah. spread out the defense and then dump the ball, you know, these little three yards in the flat and let Kamara run with it. That's going to be really hard to do regardless. So I'm not, I'm not high. And then obviously the touchdown situation, not high on
0: Kamara here. No, not at all. All right, let's move on. Next game, um, we have got the Raiders at the Giants. I like this game. This could have made the core four. Raiders at the Giants. And there's a lot of narratives going on here, so we'll we'll cover it all. But um, Raiders, two and a half point road favorites. 46 and a half point total. I'm going to tell you this, John. The number seems a little bit low to me. A little bit low. Raiders, good team. Giants, bad team. Um, Two-and-a-half-point spread seems a little bit off to me. Uh, what do you think?
1: This game, I mean, it was Giants were going to be favored in this game um, earlier in the season, and now the game has gone to a Vegas favorite. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think the numbers were it, – it's probably right, but the the public, everyone right now is just hammering Vegas. Like, nobody's betting the Giants at all. So this is oh, one of Oh, it's a donkey those... bet. Uh, not necessarily. I mean, but – you know, it's one of those that the sports books are going to be rooting hard for the Giants. Giants, Giants win this game, and uh, the books are going to make a nice payday. So, yeah, people are just hammering, they're hammering Vegas. So, if you want to be on the sportsbook side, you'll take the Giants.
0: Uh, I always want to be on the sportsbook side,
1: and and that's where the money's going to be. So, uh, it'll be on it'll be on Vegas in this game. Big it, it is already. So, uh, you know, which is sort of understandable. Now, you would think the Giants pl- like. They were in that game, probably could, not could have, I don't know, should have, but yeah, definitely could have won that game Monday night. Um, but The thing is, I think people are looking at more as the Giants didn't really play all that great to be in that game. It was just Kansas City played so god-awful uh, that kept the Giants in that game. The Giants didn't look good. It wasn't like, man, I can't believe how good the Giants were playing. But no. Kansas City just kept giving it to them.
0: Too many turnovers. Mahomes, turnover machine. He's not good now.
1: Yeah, I got a ton, obviously a, a ton of Giant friends, and I was just, breaking the child i kind of needed kansas city in Survivor pools last week so giants could have I, totally won that game too, oh right? totally could have won that yeah, game but totally, i was uh, you know totally i said both. listen if the giants don't win this game then they if they, they'll they never beat kansas city if they can't beat them in this game because i mean kansas city and that's just been the season so i really wanted to watch the all 22 video last night on uh, on that game and the last few games but i don't know if anyone has game pass do you have game pass nfl game pass
0: Dude, don't you know they do the fucking highlights on and YouTube you just write NFL highlights
1: it doesn't matter I like to I like to look at the uh, the all 22 videos and stuff and you, you can't get it like there's something going on with the all 22 so I don't know you know I, I have no idea I use I just I just watch the highlights on yeah, the- yeah I like the game pal because I can I used to like it because I could watch the coaches film and the, and the and the all 22 but for whatever reason it's not working so unless I'm doing something wrong but I can't I can't get it to work because I really wanted to see from what it looked like to me, it's like, well, I don't want to get too deep into Kansas City, but it's like they were they were doing fine, like dinking and dunking against the Giants, and then every time they tried to get the ball deep, that's where they ran into uh, issues. But, yeah, I mean, in this game, I, I Vegas is obviously the better team. I, I don't think the Giants are very good. Barkley now, is Barkley going to play? He's
0: unclear. He's got the COVID. He already tested negative, but it's oh, unclear he's if okay. he's actually ready to play. We'll, we'll, we'll need a couple more. I, I like I like the Giants a little more. I mean Barkley. If Barkley plays, and we knew he was getting a workload, I like Barkley. I'm all about it because the Giants have nothing going on um, at wide receiver. Sterling Shepard out for a few weeks. Kenny Galladay a fucking waste of time. Um, Darius Hayward Slayton garbage, right? So all they have, is, and, and and even Dante Pettis got hurt last week. It's four. So all they've got is Kadarius Tony, two tight ends. And a running back, whoever the hell that is, that's all the Giants. So on on the Giants, I like Kadarius Tony a lot because I think the target expectation, assuming he stays healthy, is six to twelve. Like it's a very high number of targets, like a minimum of six here, and we could see as many as twelve targets for Kadarius Tony. We've seen him pop off like crazy in those scenarios. So I uh, that's my favorite play on the Giants side. If Saquon Barkley was starting and if we knew he'd have a workload. Then I could get down with the Quan as well, and on the Vegas side. All right, I've got an angle for you here. It's really hard to figure out who the wide receivers are for Vegas right now. Here's my angle. I think that the field will assume that with rugs gone, we're going to get like all of these targets peppered to Hunter Renfro. But the thing about Hunter Renfro is, you know, even when he gets a lot of targets, he's never shown like a GPP winning upside. The number of games that Hunter Renfro has over, you know, even 15 fantasy points is extremely low. And you need 20 plus at his 5K salary to be um, tournament viable. And just, I mean, just look through. He's he's kind of, even with nine targets, 13 You know, even when the targets spike to eight, uh, 16, 11, targets, 12. So I think Hunter Renfro is a dangerous um, chalk play. He is currently projecting as the highest owned wide receiver on the slate. And I'm not about it. I don't think the loss of rugs does anything for Renfro at all. I think it does nothing for him. I think it's going to help Brian Edwards. I think it's going to probably help Zay Jones or some other crappy guy who will get a couple of targets. Yeah. Zay Jones will will take those snaps that Ruggs was getting. He's basically a similar style of player, even if he's a, a much worse version of it. And yeah, I mean, there there's, there's, there's not as many. Uh, so Michael is saying they got rid of Brown and Snead and, And that's great. Fewer people. I mean, Brown wasn't involved all year. I don't think it's relevant. Sneed was kind of like maybe a little competition for Renfro playing a similar um, position. But overall, it's really hard to pick players from the Raiders for me that I like. Outside of Darren Waller. Darren Waller, I think, is the player that benefits the most from a lot of this craziness. So Darren Waller, as much as I don't love paying up for tight ends most of the time, to me, is the best play on the Vegas side of this game. Can you mix in a little bit of Josh Jacobs? Sure. Can you try to figure out a way to make a Derek Carr lineup and just pair him up with some of these turdly wide receivers? Um, sure, but I think the easy one is Derek Carr to Darren Waller and may, you know maybe hope that Brian Edwards catches a touchdown. I probably wouldn't do Carr with just one. I think Carr is a must-stack with two guy. but which two is always going to be tricky. So GPP only car must stack with two. Um, and I probably bring it back with Kadarius Tony on the giants. He's my favorite play on the Giants side, unless we can get clarity at running back. I don't mind Devante Booker. If, if Barkley's out, I mean, John, any, any sort of, um, am I missing something or how do you feel about kind of what I just put out there? I mean, I, I think the only, I, I agree with you totally.
1: I like, I like your whole, uh analysis with the the passing side on vegas and i do think that it benefits waller probably more than anyone um i'm probably just a little bit more higher more high higher i guess yeah higher on jacobs than you are i think it's a good spot the the giants have
0: been really bad against running backs i just Um, want to point out take a look at the matchup sheet last week 36 percent snaps Season thirty-eight percent. Yeah, that's
1: the thing that's troubling. Yeah,
0: I mean it should be troubling you because it's fucking yeah. troubling. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's just an even split with Drake, and he's not priced that way. No, I can't no, play. I, agree. I cannot play Jacobs at this price. I can't. I can't. I can't, I can't do it.
1: Yeah, I I mean, do I'm, gonna, it. I'm. I'm definitely. He's definitely going to be in there for me.
0: I'm, um, I'm the cable guy. I'm the cable guy that refused to go into my neighbor's lawn. To pick up the cable from Optimum, you know, I can't do it. Nope, you know, I'm not going there. Has he gotten <laughs> has? Has he had you know
1: a lot of attention? You know, he's he's been in that mid teen range in attempts. Then he's he's getting a handful of targets, but he's had some really bad matchups. Right, Chargers. Uh, Let's look at it. Bears. Look at it Philly's screen. been good against the. <sighs> I, I mean, think the, I think I think if he's going
0: to pop, this will be the week. I just want to point out. If he was going to pop, it was going to be week seven against the Eagles. Team wins the game. Good game script for Josh Jacobs. Six carries? The fuck is that, right? So I don't know what's going on. These these um, 14 and 15, like, where's the evidence that he has 6, 12, 18? 24 point. I mean, I guess he could get there. And even with no carries last week, I don't know what happened. Somehow he managed to get 15 fantasy, scored the touchdown. But, you know, he's got to get me 24 at this price level. Can you play it a little bit? Sure. But, man, don't, don't, and don't, but don't be mad if you get like a 10 or an eight out of Josh Jacobs because, um, I don't know if it was maybe coming off the bye week, he'll be healthier. And maybe that'll be the difference maker, John. I don't know. What's the catalyst for it is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's odd how
1: they're, how they're handling them. I mean, the six, the six rushes last week, but you know, it was definitely didn't make a lot of sense there, but um, again, it, it, to me, it has to be something, it had to be something to do with, uh, with health. And I think, I mean, that's the thing, you know, it's a GPP play, obviously, but I think the potential there for a a 25 point game. I think it's there this week. So I, I just, you can't pass them up for me. You have to put them in there in the mix if you're MMEing. So
0: there we go. All right. Sounds good to me. Um, Giant side. Like I said, running backs, I think, um, and Kadarius, Tony, and that's it. Maybe, you know, Evan Ingram and Kyle Dolph. Rudolph is really interesting in 2600. You saw he has a massive red zone role. He's the guy they like to throw to in the red zone, and especially when, when the Giants have been down all these wide receivers, they're essentially running two tight ends on the field most of the time. But you saw it, even last week, while Evan Ingram was on the field most of the time, it was Dolph getting the targets in the touch in the red zone. I like Amwin Gonquam more, Albert O. I like him more, and I don't love this number. And Evan Ingram, I guess at 38 is... Uh, You probably play him too. Fine. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I guess. I guess. All right. Patriots, Panthers. Patriots on the road, taking on a Panthers team that will probably be without Samwise the Brave, Darnold. And instead, P.J. Dynamite Walker at the helm. Now, John, I did a little bit of research into Dynamite Mm -hmm. last night. Not the show. I'm talking about the player. And I thought that he was like a running, scrambling quarterback, right? That's sort of the the book on Walker. Oh, he's fast. He's athletic. Uh, I beg to differ. This guy, I don't see any evidence in his past career. You know, he runs about four times a game. He's averaged about 25, 30 yards and he's not he's not like one of these wh- wh- quarterbacks that is a big scrambler doesn't mean he can't do it just means he hadn't been doing it in the past so we're we're now he looked horrible the whole team looked terrible last week he looked horrible last week as well but he's looked okay in, in spots in his career he's had other starts before and he's looked okay so my question for you is I mean, against the Patriots defense, I, I don't like it at all. I don't think you could play Walker. He's very cheap, but um, I don't know. Betting angles, does this does this pop off the page? You want to bet New England uh, in this spot? I, I don't really know. Um, this is not an exciting one for me, uh, game-wise, environment-wise, anything. I really hate this game. But do you have anything that you like about it? Uh, yeah, I'm going to have a play on this game. The public is actually 3-1
1: to one on the Patriots in this game. So I think it kind of makes sense. Um, Carolina got a, got off to a pretty good start there. They thinking about maybe being a playoff team. I think that's out the window. Um, this line, the look ahead was like, you know, Carolina was was favored in this game. Looking ahead, slight favorite now, three three and a half point underdog, four points some in some places. So, yeah, I do I do like this game, um, and I'll be giving it out. So I don't want to give out the uh, the side that I like here. Uh, but from a DFS standpoint, I'm not sure there's anything I like in this game. Um, yeah, as you said, P- uh, Walker was a XFL guy. If anyone played the XFL, only, you know, from DFS. He wasn't in the XFL, by the way. I'm sorry. He threw for some touchdowns, whatever. He was, yeah, he was, he was the big, he was a big star there. He was like, you know, he was the, the high-priced quarterback there, if I, if I recall, when I was playing DFS uh, XFL stuff. But um, that means nothing. No, I know. I'm just saying he, he had, he was, he was one of their, their top
0: quarterbacks in the league, which is how he got to, he had a four touchdown, four touchdown final game of his XFL career.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, that's, you know, that's, that's what got him here to, uh, to Carolina. And, um, yeah, but I, there, there's literally, this is the, I believe this is the worst. This is the worst game I have on for DFS from a, from a numbers standpoint, the Carolina defense has been good. And the New England defense has been has been good. So, I mean, what are you really going to like here? Carolina um, dominant against running backs. They've been uh, and then above average against the quarterbacks, wide receiver, tight end, all aspects.
0: Look, look how gross these numbers are. Um, you know, 192 passing yards to 205, 98 rushing yards for Carolina. The only um, for New England. So this is it's really gross. Um, Carolina, right? Plays good defense. New England plays pretty good defense, especially against wide receivers. And the only area that looks even mildly okay is Carolina rushing yardage at uh, at a 120 expectation. Chuba Hubbard still in there. We don't even know if um, Chris McCaffrey will be back for this one. Just an overall gross low-scoring game to avoid in DFS. I think you could probably play New England defense here just because uh, or or. Carolina defense, like both defenses are in play. Both low defenses, yeah, both defenses definitely in play. Walker's an interception machine. You can, yeah. you can play New England defense here. That might, yeah. that might yeah. be a, a great play. So um, stay away from this one for DFS purposes. All right, next up, we've got the Bills and the Jaguars. And of course, another Bills lopsided game. And we get a lot of these 14 and a half point favorites on the road, taking on the Jaguars. And, you know, Bill's defense is so fucking good. It's so fucking good. They're good. Jaguars going to get an ass whip in here, right? Defensively, unless the bills come in flat or, or kind of have that going on, I expect an ass whipping, um, uh, uh, Jaguars have been very vulnerable to teams that don't suck defensively when they face them. It hasn't been pretty. So the real question, John, and I don't know, betting angles you bet in minus 14 and a half point favorites. I usually don't bet that. Um, do you bet those? Yeah. I mean, I, there's no game,
1: not bettable. But this game, I'm I don't particularly care for. Um, the look ahead was only ten and a half. Now and then it opened to fourteen and a half after uh, the weekend. So um, because you know, which, Jaguars look right.
0: poor as ever. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, they've looked terrible, and obviously Buffalo's looked pretty good. Like you said, defensively though is where I mean Buffalo's been suffocating teams uh, defensively, which makes it really hard from a DFS standpoint to like. You know, you could certainly like the the Buffalo side of this game um but are you really do you really want to bring it back with anyone so i think no you know we talk it, we usually don't have this it seems like we got more of these games than we have in the past we but. do we, we
0: we've talked about this every single week there are more bad teams really bad teams in the nfl this year than there have been in the past and between the jaguars the jets the texans and and um you know i think there's a couple other ones Detroit. that in, like uh, the lions there are some so awful teams that they're they're creating these weird. And for some reason that those horrible teams never seem to play each other. It's always like Rams against these horrible teams or, or the bills, but taking a look at Josh Allen, this is what I looked up yesterday. I want to see like, all right, what has he done in the non-competitive games and what can we look for out of Josh Allen? So you had this Miami game, completely non-competitive week two, and you got a disappointing score out of Josh Allen there. So you're like, Oh man, that's a little concerning. Right? Then, uh, I mean, every game has been non-competitive for the most part, but a little more competitive against Washington, and Josh Allen pops off. Then you have a third game against Houston, and again, we got what I would call a disappointing 21 fantasy points out of Allen. And of course, the KC game, that was an obvious one to load up. Um, Tennessee game, another obvious one to load up. And then you had what was expected to be non-competitive against Miami Week 8, but Miami kind of put up a little bit of resistance. I think Miami scored first in that game, so they game put a three-three
1: little... for the longest.
0: Yeah, it turned out to be an ugly game um, with the Bills pulling away late. So it turned out quite actually, it was competitive. So in the in the really non-competitive games, though, we saw thirty-five nothing, only seventeen, and we saw twenty-one points out of um, Josh Allen against Houston. So there is definite risk here. I think that if you play Josh Allen in DFS. Oh, I'm not even showing the shit on screen. I'm an idiot. Sorry about that. Um, was, I'm like showing it, but I didn't realize it wasn't on screen. So if, if you, uh, let me go back to it here. So just to show what I was talking about here, the Miami game, uh, non-competitive, the Houston game, non-competitive, the 17 and the 21 point games. But beyond that, Josh Allen has been 30 or 29 or more every single week. So what do you do in this situation? And what I'd say is you've got about a 30% chance, maybe 33% um, ish that Josh Allen will kind of pass that 29 point total in a non-competitive game, just styling out there, just doing his thing, just being sexy with the football. But beyond that, there's an even larger chance that Buffalo defense dominates here. Josh Allen doesn't need to do anything. Um, You know, they actually run one or two with Moss or Singletary. And it goes like this weird way where Allen doesn't score more than 25 points. And you're going to need 8, 16, 24, 32 out of Josh Allen to really have been worth paying for him. The reason being at 8,200, there's just a high likelihood that somebody cheaper than that is going to score 30 plus. I don't know who it's going to be, but somebody will do it. So um, Josh Allen, DFS play, uh, a little bit of risk there based on just a a completely non-competitive environment. Definitely not a game stacker for me either. So John, I'll throw it to you. What do you do in these situations? I mean, we talk about this every week. When it's non-competitive, there's literally nothing that's going to force uh, Buffalo to have to throw. They just like to throw the football because that's Buffalo and they throw the fucking football a ton. So probably still a reasonable chance that three quarters of play out of Josh Allen, he'll, they'll score five touchdowns. And if he can get four of them, he's probably good enough for the nuts. But if he's only getting three of them, that might not do it because the yardage probably won't be there. Won't need it
1: yeah i mean there's a risk that everything happens in the first half and then and then you just get nothing in the second half um they've been in like you said i mean they've been in the situation before it's not like i don't think you could fade it i think you have to take a shot here in in gpps and if you're going to play it i think you just you just disregard the jacksonville side of the game yeah Um, and then you just play you just play uh uh allen and and maybe one piece you know um I mean, I guess you could go two, you could go two. I would just go one. Like I would play Allen with one. You could even play Allen alone. I wouldn't do that. No. But you could I would go Allen with one uh with one other piece in this game. And then I would disregard the the uh Jacksonville side of it. Um there's just there's there's enough games, there there's enough bad games out there where that easily could be the play. Like if there were three or four games that I'm like, man, you have to absolutely just attack these games, maybe I wouldn't do it, but this easily could be Josh Allen uh Josh Allen's week here. So yeah, I I don't think you could pass on it.
0: Uh, Another plus for um, Josh Allen for his pass catchers is with uh, Dalton Knox with, with Knox out still, I think this week he should be out again. Um, We can expect a little more of those tutties to come from the wide receiver core. So pairing up Allen with one of Diggs or, or Sanders or Beasley seems to be play. We'll see if we can get like another injury. Beasley's been, you know, popped up with the Q tag, I think um midweek and if we can narrow down that target sort of tree a little bit more that'd be even better but really it's been it's been a crapshoot as far as Sanders Beasley and Diggs popping off week to week and it hasn't been as dramatic as the salary difference has been between those guys so you never really know which makes again it difficult of a game to mess with in your high dollar sort of 150 um what I call three max or single entry style lineups And it's more of a mix it into your MME. Another question I want to sort of get to, because people ask me this all the time, that how do you know whether you're going to team stack or game? Like, what do you make decision? And it's just what we broke down. I don't think Josh Allen's big game is predicated upon the Jaguars making this competitive. I think his big game is predicated upon, do they choose to throw the football and for how long and how they choose to score? So I'm not tying in Josh Allen having a great game, to the Jaguars making it competitive, whereas when we talked about Dallas, I said, you know, what we said was, listen, Dallas will run the football if they can. If they're ahead, they're going to lean run, and their wide receivers and Dak are going to suffer. So in a Dallas game, I do want a game stack because that's a team that's not going to push the envelope and throw the football heavily. If they are able to not do that. Let, That's let, what shown. let,
1: let me let me throw this at you. if the if this game is let's say let, if this is a seven point game at halftime, what's what's the most likely score? Uh and not you don't have to give me the exact score, but I mean if this is if this is within seven points, it's a ten three game more than it's gonna be a uh twenty to thirteen at the half, right? You you just don't see like if this game's gonna be competitive, it's just because for whatever reason Buffalo's not scoring, as opposed to I don't think Buffalo's given up you know, they're not going to give up 28 points here. And this game's, you know, 38, 33, 34, 28 or something like that in this game. So if it happens to be that this game covers, it's more likely it covers a 20 to 10. um, And Buffalo just had a bad day. That's why I don't like bringing the comeback here from Jacksonville. Like I just don't see the least likely scenario is Jacksonville puts up a ton of points and keeps them in the game. It's just more of, for whatever reason, maybe Buffalo just doesn't score as much. And in which case, probably not going to want to use um alan anyway so i think i think your best bet is if you're taking alan you're taking them just with his players and you're not bringing the comeback
0: think it through guys and remember like and subscribe to this channel like 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 the video subscribe hit the notification button so you can get this head was asking about lineups for tonight showdown breakdown coming up at four o'clock central five o'clock eastern maybe earlier don't know timing switches for me constantly Don't know, but um, look for the Showdown Breakdown tonight. If you're not subscribed to the channel, you're not going to find out. And by the way, our Showdown Breakdown is the best in the DFS industry by far. We've been fucking gave you Rudolph last week. Bobby Wow, the way he nails Bobby Wow and DFS up north, the way those two guys nail the turd of the day has been uncanny. It really has been. It's been spectacular. It's to help me take down a bunch of um, showdowns this season already. And DFS Army subscribers have been crushing showdowns because of those guys and their incredible calls. So we're going to get a lot of that. All right, next up we've got the Packers taking on the Chiefs. Love this game. You're going to be like, you love that game? What the fuck? Really? Packers taking on the Chiefs. Aaron Rodgers got the vid. Not good. Not good. He got the vid. But we don't give a shit about that. Seven and a half point favored Chiefs, Mahomes leading the league in interceptions. Leading the league in interceptions. What do you say, John?
1: Yeah, from a betting standpoint, I I'm gonna like uh I'm gonna like a side on this game. We are seeing Green Bay money now. I don't know how much of that was coming in. Prior to Rogers uh, being out, so I think what we're going to see is is certainly a lot less. I don't think people are going to be all that high on uh, on Green Bay with love. I think they liked Green Bay, the Green Bay side with Rodgers, with how awful um, Kansas City has looked. And right now, I mean, Kansas City, I forget where I've got them on my rankings, but it's like middle of the pack, like thirteenth. They were thirteenth going into the game last week. I remember, so they're probably even lower now.
0: Can you imagine? Are you serious? Fucking dropping down the rankings, 14th. 14th,
1: then, yeah. They were 13th going into that Monday night game. And I've I i can not tell you how many people when they were I had them like seventh or eighth, like two or three weeks ago. And again, this is not like me making my 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 valuation on, on where they should be. This is strictly the numbers. This is like where they belong right now. And I've had people messaging me, they're like, Oh, you're wrong, you know, Kansas City, uh, you've got them too low. And I'm like, dude, this is just based on where the numbers are. And you know, and sure enough, they've just been getting worse. So it's pretty crazy. You know, we we've just seen what they can do. Um, so we we anticipate that they're they're going to be able to get back to that form. Can you bet? the Chiefs? They haven't covered the spread in. They have uh, not covered in ages. Multiple seasons. Yeah, they have. I mean, they have, but it's been they basically have not covered uh, for like a full season now. Um, they've been terrible against the spread, and. Obviously, when a team like that, when you've got a Mahomes and you've done what they've been capable of doing, and then things start to turn, it's hard for the books to adjust quick enough because even the public they're, they're going to keep pounding on uh, on the Chiefs, expecting a comeback. But I think now, I think that Monday night game really soured a lot of people. They're like, that's, boy, if they could not get healthy,
0: almost lost to the almost lost yeah. to the Giants. That's the game jump on. That game was disgusting. It was just is the- it,
1: it was it was a disgusting game. If you. Like I said, I needed that game in uh survivor pools, and I'm watching that game thinking, you know, and I wasn't all that excited because I know how bad they've been playing, but I mean you had to take them, ten point favorites um in these survivor pools, and I'm like, this this is this is just a disaster um uh, waiting to happen. Luckily the Giants are just that much worse and uh
0: and just couldn't pull it out. But let me tell you something. If Sterling doesn't get hurt, if if Kadarius doesn't bust his hand up, if the Giants go full force they they might have won that game. I think Sterling Shepard was the missing piece to that win. Well, I was um, saying earlier I wanted to watch
1: the all 22 because I feel like it's get at the point where it's a I think it's I think it's a coaching issue partially here. I it, it looked to me like the misdirection short your short plays were working and that's because what I'm seeing all these teams do now is just play back they're playing that, you know, too deep cover and let them try to drive the ball down the field and then at some point we'll we'll get the turnover like they'll make a mistake and they're not willing to run the ball they were pounding the ball down the giants throat like pounding it
0: the turnaround for the chiefs will happen when they get kelsey going again because exactly what you said is what's going on teams are are covering them deep and kelsey has not been getting those 10 yard over the middle passing plays uh the last few weeks that he has but i think it's all an overreaction let me let let's bring it back to earth it's still Mahomes. It's still a great offense. It's still the Chiefs. And we we gotta we gotta eliminate that recency bias. We saw them play bad against the Giants. Who cares? Now we're gonna get the Packers. And here's my angle on this game, John. First of all, I, I don't mind a bet on the Chiefs here at minus seven and a half. I think the Packers are gonna be horrific without um Aaron Rodgers at the helm. He is so much the entirety
1: of that team. He was worth ten points. So the last time he was out, what was it two years ago when he was out like for the good chunk of the season. Uh, they, they had it initially. Who was the backup? I'm, I'm forgetting. It was, it wound up being a couple of different guys that year. it
0: wasn't, it was a different guy. It wasn't Jordan love. I don't no, 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 remember the love. name. He was yeah. terrible. The Deshauny Kaiser. I think it was. Right. So and what what happened was absolutely- was gave it,
1: they gave it seven points. It was worth about seven points on the spread. By the time it was said and done, it was worth like 11 points yeah. because, because the back now they're, now they're giving you like seven points. They're saying loves about seven points worse. Um, We'll see.
0: No, I, it's think it's, seven, I think only seven. Different. I think the Packers might have been favored by one or two, had they come yeah. in with Aaron Rodgers. It was uh, no. Kansas City was a one-point favorite. Okay, so, so six, they're giving it I, like six and a half, seven points. In that case, I think six is too too little. I agree. Of love. Yeah. So let me I, let me I, tell I you agree. something that I really like about this game. The Packers normally play a ball control style of offense that keeps the football outside of the the opponent's hands. Aaron Rodgers is a master of two things when you watch him. Number one, he milks the clock down to one second almost every single play. That's what they do. They do a lot of talking. They do a lot of huddling. They do a lot of chatty Cathy's in the huddle. And then they they milk the clock down. Then And, and they have the ability, because Aaron Rodgers is so efficient, to sustain long drives. And what ends up happening is Packers' defense looks better than they are. That's why I'm not even showing the power rankings. Fuck the power ranking Or, or fuck that. That's not irrelevant here. Because Packers defense excels based on the fact that Rodgers is a master of the 14-play, seven-minute drive. They just milk the clock. Three play, three drives later, the 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 half is over. That's what they do. So, what's the difference here? We've got Jordan Love. Jordan Love's not going to be able to sustain 14, 17 play. He sucks, right? So he's going to have a hard time sustaining 17 play drives. That's not Jordan Love's game. I don't know what his game is, but that's not it. So what, what I think will happen here is we will see elevated um opportunities for Mahomes potentially in um in positive field position situations on a Chiefs team that is very unlikely at any point because of the way they've been getting their ass kicked week after week to take the foot off the gas. And what is gonna the the Packers are down Jair Alexander? He's not he's not playing. And so we're going to see a scenario where Mahomes gets the football more often than you would expect against the Packers, more opportunities for offense. And I think he's going to style in this game. I love Pat Mahomes here. I love Tyreek. I love Kelsey. Go right back to that shit. Go right back to Kelsey, Tyreek, and Mahomes. I don't like the running backs. Don't know what's up. Frank Gore. I don't know. Frank Gore's son is part of this deal. Um, I don't know. Well, all I know is I love Mahomes I love I love his prime his big name pass catchers in this game and um I think that he gets right they get back on track I love that the field and and the 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 general uh, assumption is that Mahomes isn't good anymore give me all of that all right let's move on to the next game on the docket John it is the Cardinals we don't know if Kyler Murray is going to be in there or not taking on the the 49ers 45 a five and a half point total. 1 point spread. Give the betting angles, my man.
1: Yeah, so I mean, slightly more money coming in on on the uh, Arizona side of this game. I think Murray's going to play. Um they haven't taken the game off the board. So if you, if, you know, if this game was if I think that there was a if there was some serious concern he wasn't playing, this game would be off the board right now. The fact that it's been on the board all week. So you think that Murray's going to play? Yeah, I think I think he's going to play. But although that line looks low to me, um
0: is that the I, Murray playing injured line or is that the um you know Colt McCoy line? This is what I can't figure yeah, out. Yeah, I'm having a hard time figuring
1: it out, but I, I I just think I think Murray, I think the plan is Murray's going to is is going to play. I, I think that's what the expectation is. Um, but listen, how many times do have I said it on this show?
0: Once these guys get nicked up, that's it. Unplayable. In DFS. Love that. So let's let's dive into that for a second. Murray busted ankle, cannot play him in DFS. Guys. Can't play him. No play. No play. Don't care. No play. Running quarterback busted ankle. Not I'm starting. Good. I I have Taysom Hill in a league that I'm starting over him this week. So starting Taysom Hill over him. There we go. And I I, I agree. I'm not I'm not sitting him in my fantasy football season long league. I don't sit my studs. I you know I'm I don't have backups. I got super flex league. Nah. I'm fucked. You know, I no choice in like, this
1: league. They're forced to put you back up, but yeah.
0: You, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm fucked because exactly super flex leagues and I got some Kyler and there's no replacing that. Project. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not starting him in DFS because no. he's not running. And when Kyler Murray hasn't been able to run in the past, his passing game prowess is not good enough to produce. AJ Green got the vid. He was hanging out with A.A. Ron. They were a party together Halloween over at von Miller's place von Miller big Halloween party everybody got the covid that's what happened you don't know this I found out from gargano last night on the um on the uh on the wise guys that everybody was at the big everybody who's got the covid was at the big von Miller Halloween party did you know this I didn't know that yeah th- gargano said it there so you go. yeah it must be true um so they got the vid so really you would think there'd be elevated target expectations for um <laughs> you think there'd be elevated target expectations for you know deandre hopkins and there probably is and you know maybe kirk christian kirk no no aj green has been sucking up seven or eight targets a game Uh, I'm kind of interested in that, but I don't know. And I think Kyler Murray not running will increase the target expectation for some of those pass catchers for the Cardinals. So I'm down with them. I'm down with Christian Kirk. I'm down with Rondell Moore. And I'm down with, uh, I don't love Hopkins, the elevated price tag. Got a Q tag going on. Hopkins might be out. Hopkins might be out. Again, Rondell Moore, Christian Kirk. Going to make my list this week, right? Love those guys. On the flip side for the 49ers, Debo Samuel's fucking goat. Um, 36% target share all season. Keep it going. Fine by me. I like Debo when when um Garoppolo plays as much as Garoppolo's a limited quarterback. He does like to deliver the football specifically to Debo Samuel. I love the San Francisco's offense in this game, dude. I, I like him. I like him for DFS. Everybody but Jimmy. A B G.
1: The reason Arizona has been so good this year is their defense. They've been
0: really good. The defense works a lot better when the offense can sustain ah, drives. Agreed. And, and when they can't, that defense starts to look like shit. But yes, they do play good defense, which is, listen, we're not loading up on Jimmy G, like I said, but Debo Samuel doesn't matter who he's playing against. When you get 36% of the targets and you're Debo Samuel, that's my mm-hmm. back punk. You're like, he's, he's a big dude. Um, he, he is a bully out there. He'll take your fucking bicycle. You're not going to give it back. Debo Samuel comes up to you and he's like, yo, let me see that chain. Let me see. Let me hold it. Right. You got a gold chain. He's like, let me hold your chain, John. What do you say? If Debo Samuel's in your high school, you were in high school, freaking um, Edward R. Murrow High School in Brooklyn, right? You're over at Morrow. You think you. I you, did you, not go to. I you, actually you, went very James, close to Morrow. James Madison High School Midwood, in Brooklyn. Midwood. Did you go to Madison? I went to Midwood. You went to Midwood. Okay. All right. After I, I went to Midwood. Midwood High School, Debo comes up to you, right? Debo Samuel, this player. And he's like, that's a nice chain. Let me hold it. What are you going to do?
1: You, you, you got to pull an ice cube on him, man. You got to You, gotta you let him, him hold it. it, bro. No, you, you pull. You,
0: you do the ice cube. You're Which is? the fuck out. No, no, no. Debo got knocked the fuck out. You ain't pulling no ice cube on fucking Debo. You're letting him hold the ice chain. Ice cube
1: did it. I you know what it. I would do?
0: All right, you would do that. You know what? I, I'd be like, okay, could I have it back <laughs> later? He's like, yeah, yeah, come find me later. Never see your chain again. Never see the chain again. It's gone. Later on, you're like, yo, Debo, you got that chain? Can we get my chain back? He's like, what chain? Fuck. I was afraid you were gonna say that. Damn it. You're you're the Chris Tucker. Yeah. I'm like, he's like, what chain? You're like, damn. That's what's that's what's up. He's a bully. He's a football field bully. Fucking grabs the football. He'll knock you over. He's the Derrick Henry of wide receivers. Love Debo, right? Eli Mitchell doing his thing. You know what's up. The guy come up to you, say, let me hold that chain. What are you going to say? No. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Damn it. Don't stab me. Don't hurt me. Yeah, back,
1: um, back in the days of the junction. The junction and Flatbush. Take the chain off. That's what. Yeah. Yeah. You you would just give the
0: chain up. pretty. You're quick. bad for wearing the chain.
1: Yeah, sorry about that.
0: Should have known better. Hope you enjoy it. A chain because it was getting taken by Debo. So anyway. Yeah, Ice Cube got to pick a brick up to deal with Debo. No, I just give the chain, bro. Um, so anyway, I like this game. I like this game. I, I like San Francisco to cover the spread here. Uh, I got a butler bet, though. And when the butler bet is out there and and Gargano's on the Cardinal side, you could pretty much put your house your mortgage, and everything you own on the Cardinals to win this game, it's butler bet on it. That's never, the butler bet is 100%. It's never lost. Um, beyond that, I like the pass catchers on the Cardinal side if Kyler Murray plays because I don't mind that he's going to be in the pocket throwing more to Christian Kirk and Rondell Moore with um, DeAndre Hopkins somewhat hobbled and um, A.J. Green out of the game. And, of course, Zach Ertz. Zach Yak Ertz. He's got the yak now. got the yak now. What do you say, John? Any thoughts on this game from a DFS angle that I missed? No, I mean, I, I would have liked this
1: game. But, yeah, it's – I don't like uh, – yeah, I mean, Debo's always a play, like you said. He's always a singular play. I don't love Jimmy G here, although Never he's Jimmy been pretty good. Um, but I don't like – I'm, I'm not thrilled playing against this defense, even though, yeah, I agree with you if they're not sustaining drives but i think this defense is better than than um uh, people realize so i'm not yeah i'm just i just don't love this game um at all here and it's really based on the uh, it's, it's really based on Ky- on on murray being banged up
0: you can't play murray no n- never play the running quarterback with a foot injury or a leg injury or an ankle that's a big no i told nome. you
1: even with a shoulder injury when it's a non throwing shoulder injury you want to be careful because they're not going
0: to run they don't want to get hit major no-no to play any this has been sage advice that we've been talking about for two years on the game plan even when it's called the vegas line show it's the same thing we've been talking about and so i totally agree all right john that's going to do it for the game plan nfl week nine guys remember like and subscribe to the channel if you're not currently subscribed at at dfs army as a dfs army vip it's a great time we got all the sports going Promo code YouTube. You see it in the scroller below. Look down. Promo code YouTube gets you 10% off VIP, $69.99 a month. 10% off. You might not want 10% off because $69.99, you know what I'm saying? You want to pay $69, but you can get 10% off if you want. I don't, don't use it. Pay the $69. Yeah, it's a lot less work. Yeah. Don't, don't need a fucking promo code. You do there.
1: The yeah. Don't pay the 69
0: Use the code. Got to play the 69 Actually yeah. we're going to change the price to 69 69. None of that 99 shit. 69 69. Right? So sign up at army.com as VIP of course and if you want John's free bet of the day every day smashing if you want incredible player props game set all the all the sports betting uh tools and advice you need great content the wise guy show Compare odds across different books. Get the Prop Finder tool, guys. DFS Army, guys. Remember we had the Prop Finder? That's getting loaded on to the, the Sharp app in the next update. Maybe tomorrow, maybe the next day, maybe today. I don't know, but it's getting loaded onto the Sharp app. You're going to be able to type in the name Aaron Rodgers. Get every prop for Aaron Rodgers, of course, every book in one shot. You're not going to have to search. And so when you're trying to make your DFS decisions, hey, do I want to play um, Kamara this week? Or do I want to play Eckler? I can look up the reception prop. I can look up the yardage prop. I can look up the touchdown prop and make an informed decision based on where the money is going. There's no better tool for DFS, for fantasy football, for anything than the prop finder tool. I promise you, I love it. I'm obsessed with it. We will have it this week. Download the Sharp app and you can get John's free bet of the day. What's better than that? And if you're wanting all of John's bets, if you want... All of not just John, but our team of incredible handicappers. I'm talking about some of the sharpest bettors in the industry. Tracked, crushing it month after month after month. Go to sharpbets.app. Sharpbets.app. That's where John is in the Discord, answering questions, giving all of his plays. You've got a team of incredible cappers, all tracked. You can see their records, follow who you want. Everybody else charges two, three, four hundred dollars $400 a month for this kind of service. We're at $49.99 a month. It's so worth it if you're going to bet on sports. Not saying everybody does, but if you do bet on sports, if you like to bet, if you like making money, not everybody likes making money. Some people like losing money. I get that. But if you like making money when you bet on sports, you go to sharpbets.app and you sign up as a VIP over there. John Alessia himself leads the team. Anthony, Capper, Steve, Ryan. Keg is over there giving out bets. You've got an incredible team of cappers over there. Follow who you want, Anthony P. Yeah, I mean we are
1: bets app. But if you took out golf bets, I mean we were plus twenty units without the golf, and like plus forty units without golf. Golf golf's tough. Don't
0: you know. if you're going to bet on golf. Unit size is is optional. Be careful. We play plus 9,000 bets all the time. But overall, crushing it as a team, up 40 units last month. They're up They're up incredible. So there we go. Go sign up at sharpbets.app. Check out John. And don't forget our sponsor, our other sponsor, Owner's Box Weekly Fantasy Sports. Code NBA10 gets you a free entry A $10. No deposit. Free entry. Just use the code in the description of the video. That'll do it for the game plan. NFL week nine. We will see you next week, same time, same channel. Like and subscribe, deuces.